0: Frank Isola, Harry Lyles Jr., J.A. Adande, Mina Kives. is that a first pitcher I see before me? Don't make that face, Isola. You want to throw a strike and and you want the bonus points. It was a ball. Stanley Cup Finals, Game 1, news of the day. Darcy Kemper warmed up with the starters for Colorado, what that means. And... The all-time greatest sneak into an arena ever. And now we have a goal. Look at this. And he's got the jumper, too. Well, He only recorded the shots he made. He says he was banned for life. Is that fair? And was it worth it? Let's go around the horde. How the Tampa Bay Lightning got here, winning every game with a goal in the last minute, it felt like. How the Colorado Avalanche got here, whether we even remember they clinched so long ago. Defending, defending champs versus dominance. What more could you ask for? In the net for Tampa, we know it's Vasilevsky. For Colorado, Darcy Kemper out there with the starters in morning skate. So they had a question. Would it be Kemper? Would it be Fransos who got them Through the last series, looks like it's Kemper who started the whole way for them. That's fascinating before game one. So that decision, and who would you rather be going in? And who's the most important player in the series? And what will determine this series? Frank Isola, around the horn to you. I'd
1: rather be Tampa because I already have won two straight championships. I've won 11 playoff series. And here's the thing about Colorado, and they're a high-flying team. They're going to try to outscore you. You know, they swept a series, and they gave up 13 goals. That is not easy to do. I look at Tampa Bay. You know, after they trailed 2-0 in game three to the Rangers, they were on the verge of falling behind that series 3-0. They ended up giving up three goals the rest of the series. So that's three goals in three and a half games. It still comes down to defense and goaltending. And when the Islanders won four in a row, it was Billy Smith. And with Vasilevsky and Net, that's one, but their defense blocks a lot of
0: shots. So the Avalanche are not going to outscore Tampa Bay, in my opinion. Harry Lyles Jr., all those questions at your disposal. What are you viewing? You know,
2: throughout the postseason, I have felt the best about the Avalanche, but I'm with Frank here. I'm going with the Lightning. They have the most experience by far of any team in the NHL. 204 combined games of Stanley Cup finals experience. The second most team is the Penguins at 130. I love that experience. I love the way that they're playing, especially since they fell behind 2-0 to the Rangers and seeing that type of response. I also think the one big player that I love in this series is Vasilevsky. He's had a 939 percentage of saves in the last 10 games, that is exactly the recipe that you need if you're going to win the Stanley Cup.
0: That's two for Tampa. That's two for Vasilevsky. It sounded like J.A. Donde. I turn to you.
3: I like the Avalanche. It's not like they don't have any experience. They don't have championship experience, but they've been in the postseason before, and sometimes it becomes time to convert the heartache into mm-hmm. uh, success, and they might be at that point now. They've been building to this for a long time, and what I like is that they can win in a variety of ways. Yeah, they've won eight, six games as they did to close out the Oilers. They've also won two to one games. And I think they have a margin for error. They're not going to score as much against the Lightning. But guess what? They're, they are averaging over four and a half goals per game. The Lightning are allowing three goals per game in these playoffs. So basically, they can afford to average a goal and a half less over the mm. course of this series. And if they hold the Lightning to what they're averaging, then they could win that series that way. There's a little bit of math for you.
0: Yeah, them. just it's a little favors bit Favours And now me the cons.
4: Uh, I'm going to make this a 50-50 split and go with the Avalanche. I mean, this is such an incredible series, right? you got the dynasty versus the potential new dynasty and the upstart strength against strength, offense, defense, superstars on both sides. I like the younger dynasty. I like the future team. I like what they've done so far. I like how incredible they've been on offense. Look, as much as I fear the Lightning and their pedigree, and obviously Vasilevsky is the best goalie in hockey, uh, J.A., you talked about the Avalanche yeah. averaging over four and a half goals per game. That's not just the best in the postseason. That's the best since 1988. I, they're an incredible, incredible offensive team. And, yes, the Lightning are going to muck things up and slow things down. But Kel McCarr and Nathan McKinnon have just been so fantastic this far. I'm just not comfortable betting against them. All right, guys. So back in.
1: I just like the fact that Tampa Bay went on the road for Game 7 against Toronto. That Game 5 that they won in New York was absolutely huge. And let's remember, they're getting back Braden Point. That's a huge no, that's, part of their No, that's team a huge point. I'm glad you game made the point,
0: point. But it, you're giving point about Tampa point. more Thank credit you. for falling behind 0-2 when Colorado also well, well, hasn't been resilience. in that situation. I'm sorry, we haven't lost <laughs> games and never been down 0-2. That's it. Oh, from a Fair. meteorological experience. Uh, perspective. I, you know, I'm a weather geek. Avalanche and lightning. This is what I'm here for. All right, you guys made your picks. I we had all it. that Monday in Chicago. Points too. you make equal the mute you take or the points you receive. We'll move on. US Open preview. Here's Brooks Kepka saying all the talk about PGA versus the LIV Tour is ruining everything. Yeah, I'm trying to focus on the US Open, man. Like, I legitimately don't get it. I'm tired of the conversations, I'm tired of all this stuff. Y'all, like I said, y'all are throwing a black cloud on the U.S. Open. I think that sucks. More meteorology. A black cloud. <laughs> J.A. Donnie how do you hear Kepka there? Is there a black cloud over all this golf before major?
3: I'd say it's less meteorological and more zoological. There's an elephant in the room that bears mentioning, <laughs> right, that you, you can't ignore. Um, part of this is the problem that the, the golf media never gets transactions to cover. You don't have free agency. You don't have, you don't have trades in golf. So they finally have news. There's finally news, and it is newsworthy. I'm just not sure it's worth the amount of attention it's received. And I think that's a byproduct of, again, the lack of news that we have throughout the course of the year, the normal course of golf. The USGA didn't help matters, Brooks Koepka, by Basically, opening the door for all these guys to participate, you know, so it's going to lead to some oh, maybe some awkward pairings this been, weekend
0: because uh, they're banned from the PGA Tour. They they should be banned from a USGA well, it, event.
3: Well, you got to pick a side here, I think, and and if you want the PGA Tour, which is basically the feeder system for you to succeed, you would think you might want to be an mm. ally to them, and and not put yourself in, this in position. the
0: times, What do you think of that?
4: Hmm. I mean, I hear a golfer who, like a lot of other golfers right now, is not interested in wading into wading into an issue with geopolitical ramifications. That's not frankly that surprising. But I also hear a little bit of hedging. First, we know that Kepka's brother, Chase, played in the live event. Uh, so it's not surprising he's not, you know, w- wanting to go out and criticize them completely. But I think he knows that if he were to go after live and all the golfers feel this way, he might have to take a mulligan down the road because of the amount of money that's out there. I believe all of these golfers want to keep their options open.
0: Frank Geisola.
1: Yeah, I, I think Mina hit it exactly right. Here's the other part I have no problem with what Brooks uh, Kepka says but you don't have to be in Jay Adonde's journalism class at Northwestern to know you have to ask that question. It was just a week ago that you had the tournament. You, you don't think that this is going to come up? And, yes, there's a black cloud over but what was fascinating was Phil Mickelson's press conference, Phil Mickelson getting taunted a little bit by fans. This has been one of the most popular golfers of the last 20 years, and he's in the middle of a controversy. But guess what? The golf will take over once they start playing tomorrow, and if you have a great tournament and there's a great final round on Sunday, that'll be the focus.
0: Ari Liles, Jr.,
2: yeah, I buy his frustration. I understand it, but I think his frustration is a little misguided. The media has to cover these things. This is a major golf story in Frank's Point involving one of the most major players that we've seen over the last couple of decades. But I think that frustration should be directed at Jay Monahan. He's the one who could do something about this, not necessarily in the sense of banning players that are participating in this other tour, but doing things to improve your tour. These are the things that Phil was caught off the record talking about like, hey, we would like to do this partially in order to force them to do things that is going to make the tour better. So as opposed to Monhan just kind of coming out here and saying that anything that anybody's ever said on Twitter saying, hey, this thing is bad, we've got to see some actionable items in order to stop players from going over and playing in the live tour.
0: Frank, you said the golf will take over. Once you get to the golf, well, you could have a Sunday where it's a PGA'er versus an LIV'er in the final group. I mean, who you got? The PGA or the LIV in this major, Frank? Yeah,
1: th- th- yeah. You know how to create a good story. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. I think it'll be John Rahm, though. I think keep it right down the fairway, which you
3: have to do with the U.S. Open. He's Harry. Won. You got a pick? Justin Thomas, PGA'er. Mm-hmm. Jay Donde? Rory McIlroy, who's been waving the flag for the PGA. I Even think it'd better. be a huge story. And mean it Kimes.
4: Yeah. Uh, I'm playing it safe and going with Scotty Scheffler just because of how dominant he's been.
0: We'll move on. NBA Finals off day. So here's our coverage the video, which is now out of fake Clay Thompson at the arena before game five. You have to watch this. We got this
2: just
3: walked right through security into the stadium, man.
2: Craig,
1: <laughs> so we gotta go back. Yeah, of course, of course.
4: <laughs> Where's it going, bro?
0: it was you, bro? Yeah, what's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, man? Pretty <laughs> good. I was just looking for the team's door. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Banned indefinitely, the team says, but um, this fan, was it worth it to lose 10K and be banned for life? Absolutely. I was an NBA player for 10 minutes, bro. You see Big Dawes TV, Mina, if security is allowing him in, you know, they could have not allowed him, and he was in, should he be banned?
4: You know the expression, if you commit the crime, do the time? I feel like the phrase here is, if you play double, you're asking for trouble. Especially if you do what <laughs> Faye Clay did, which is literally cross a line and go on to the court. That said, security does deserve some blame because he doesn't really look like him. It's kind of like Frank and Mitt Romney. If you squint, you see it. Oh, bodyguard. me neither. Oh, come on. We all know You're it's You're saying true.
0: he has a very prominent jawline, uh, like a lot of people. Uh, a young Al Pacino, you could have said. Or Guy Smiley. or, or uh, Please, Frank Guy <laughs> join I
1: actually think he looks like Hito Turkle, to be quite honest with yeah, you.
0: I love it. Thank
4: you. You know Thank what?
1: You. He goes into the arena. What I did, I don't mind that because that's on brand for Clay Thompson. What I didn't like, he was kind of critical of security. You saw the lovely woman escorting him out. She wasn't nasty. She wasn't rude. It was like, all right, you got in, and now you have to leave. But punishing him too much, ah, uh, come on, have a laugh at it. There's no no harm no. Harry, fault.
0: two questions: Was it worth it? And should he be banned? Definitely, the team says.
2: I don't think it was worth it and I don't think that he should be banned indefinitely and as somebody who has been referred to by somebody on Twitter as a Clay Thompson variant as a, after appearing on the show I can tell you <laughs> he doesn't look enough like him for him to get away with this which I would like to raise the question are we sure this isn't a gag the person that checked them at the security gate was the same mm-hmm. person that later asked them for c- credentials on the floor let him take a picture as he was walking off mm-hmm. to me, conspiracy I
1: think you
0: on. The variant is an incredible nickname that is now yours for the rest of your time on the show. And Jay Adade, how about you?
3: Dude, you weren't an NBA player for 10 minutes. You were a trespasser for 10 minutes. Oh, Courts for on. the players, oh. stands for the fans. Never the twain shall meet.
0: Hey, he one. hit a few jumpers. I mean, he went out there. He did air that layup, but he hit nothing but net. I saw jumpers. the ones That's that he hit. All right, taking a break it right here. The variant. That's your nickname now, Harry Lyles Jr. By sell on the other side. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of Happy Hour. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S A V E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn,
0: brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. 13 straight wins. In a row, consecutively consecutive. for the champs, Atlanta. They went back-to-back home runs twice last night. So a bird's-eye view of the year. NL East that we made. Uh, Mets were so hot to start, and they're still up five without DeGrom or Scherzer. But the champs are charging here, Harry. You're more impressed with this Atlanta run, and what does it mean, or that the Mets are still keeping them at bay, maybe?
2: It's got to be the Atlanta run. It's the second longest streak the MLB's seen in the last five years. And the only reason the Mets are still hanging on, honestly, is because the Braves started out slow, because they didn't have Ronald Acuna Jr. till almost May. They're playing like the best team in baseball. Dansby Swanson is playing like the best shortstop in Major League Baseball. Ronald Acuna mm. is batting 319 while getting LeBron and Trey Young celebrations off. This is easily all about the Braves. Frank Guy Sola.
1: Well, they are 21 and 11 when Acuna Jr. starts, but Harry, hanging on. It was a 10-game lead. It's now five, and you needed to win 13 in a row to catch five. Remember this too: Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom are eventually coming back to that Met rotation. So five games is still a lot of games.
4: So now that uh, Atlanta and New York have weighed in with their very unbiased opinions uh, as L.A., <laughs> a shot, um, yes, the Braves are playing like the best team in baseball, but they've also played Ooh. some of the worst teams in baseball during their streak, the Rockies, the A's, the Nationals, the D-backs. So I don't think we can put that much stock into it, even though I can see they're very good.
3: And Adonde. I'm more impressed by the totality of the Mets season and the singular moments like that seven-run comeback in the ninth inning that they had. Those are the type of things, to me, that are indicative of championship material. Sort of like the Nationals a few years ago. They had a few of those moments along the way to let you know it was their time. For the Braves,
0: Last year, again, winning the division is great, but now with so many teams making the postseason, the five games doesn't even matter at this point. Whether, you know, they finish first or second doesn't matter. And everybody has Atlanta over even the other New York team, which I had a panel two days ago tell me that was the best team in baseball. Very interesting. We'll move on. Old guy beef. Here we go. A Hall of Famer questioning another could-be-Hall of Famer's resume. Bruce Smith off the top rope on Tony Baselli on Instagram. Take a look at this. A large part of the campaign to promote Tony Boselli into the Hall of Fame seems to hyper focus on a single successful performance he had against me in a 1996 playoff game. I and other Hall of Famers believe it sets a horrible precedent to negatively zero in on a standing <laughs> member of the Hall's play in order to validate the candidacy of a nominee. Mina Kimes, who you got in old guy beef?
4: Uh, I certainly don't have Bruce Smith because he's misreading this situation horribly. They're using you as an example because you're one of the greatest players of all time. It's a compliment, not an insult. Also, Bozelli gets in on his own merits.
0: Jay Donde.
3: Yeah, Bruce, why are you mad? You're in. It's not like this is coming at your expense and keeping you out, but you know what? He now gets a nomination for the Petty Hall of Fame, and I'm here for it. Enduring pettiness is what made The Last Dance so great, and I love when the legends can't let go.
0: Yeah, he's really locked into this one playoff game against uh, Jacksonville so many years ago, Harry Lyles Jr.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm buying that Bruce doesn't have to feel this way, and I know he said he's flattered that he's the gold standard, but. Everything that you say before, but, is not true, so you're clearly not <laughs> flattered by this. And uh, to me, Tony vaselli to me at this point, would get it on his own merits. He was the best player during the Jaguars, best years. He's a three-time All-Pro. He would get it on the merits of his own work.
0: And it wasn't just a playoff game. Smith also said in that post, you know, he played, he played on the left side with a left-handed quarterback. He wasn't even the blind blindside uh, tackle. Frank Isola, how about you?
1: I think he violated some kind of code among players saying that somebody doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame because they think everybody belongs in the Hall of Fame. But Bruce Smith is an all-time great. Vasily absolutely is a Hall of Famer. I'm the only one who doesn't get into the Hall of Fame, even though I dominate Mina all the time, especially in the show well,
0: look at this- Look at the score. You That's called the ball show. on her first pitch, which Mina, again, we have you here. I, I could feel your nerves That's from the started. other side. And I brought this up. I'm not sure if you saw this you 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 look like a statue and art but make it sports told us of russia a god of war and a god that solves abdominal distress so you're the queen of agita actually which is amazing as well it doesn't get you a win today but congrats on the first pitch adade as well thank you for today harry lyle's jr frank Guy solar showdown to miss. let's go
3: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Corona
0: Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida mas fina. Part of happy hour. One pitch. One strike away from a no-no. Pitch 129. Oh! Miles Michaelis. Carlos Alpia was in. Playing for a dink to try, to try to stop that, and he got a drive. The 129 pitches, the most in the majors this year by 14. Michael has said, it kind of stinks to not finish. Harry kind of stinks to miss history or kind of amazing in history itself because he was so close.
2: Yeah, it stinks to miss it, but kudos to him for trying for it. He said he wanted to do it because all of his friends have one. That's a very relatable feeling. But also the same reason that he should try this is the same reason that Clayton Kershaw didn't stick his out. If you feel like you could do it, do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Frank Gaisola.
1: It's June. There's nothing wrong with staying there for 129 pitches. You mentioned it, though, Tony. Why is the outfield playing so shallow right there? If you're playing at normal depth, they probably catch that ball. By the way, 316 no-hitters. In MLB history. That would have been 370.
0: I know, but there's still something like, do you remember Harry 100%. Ball Frank? Dave Steve was so close so many times. Do you yep. remember Mike yep. Messina was a your way before Carl Everett? I remember Mike Messina. that. That was Harry, a perfect Harry. game. We'll move on. Odell Beckham, all up in Joe Burrow's mention. Call him the one in his mention. Frank is Beckham to the Bengals guaranteed here. Are you getting that from social media?
1: So Beckham could be playing football in Ohio next year, but not Baker Mayfield. That seems a little unfair. I'm not so sure about that. They got more than enough on the Bengals. What they need is a better offensive line. Protect that QB.
2: Yeah, no, OBJ is good friends with LeBron James. And although LeBron has made a return to Ohio, once he got to L.A., he never went back. To me, this is just social media speculation. He's not going to go.
0: Showdown oh, three. The NCAA pulling the invitation to sing the national anthem at the Baseball World Series from this singer who just sang at the Softball World Series because he finished his performance with the horns down. Clearly a Texas A&M fan. NCAA called it unsportsmanlike behavior. Harry, is it unsportsmanlike for the anthem singer to horns down? It's not a sportsman-like enough
2: for them to remove his next anthem to me. Look, the only reason that people take this so, like, serious is because it obviously bothers Texas fans so much. With that said, here's one for you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fair so game much.
1: in College Station. You cannot be doing that at the College World Series. Jay fair. There. there's nothing wrong with that. The same guy who didn't like the Clay Thompson impersonation, but he likes that. He should be deducted points.
0: Mm -hmm. Frank Isola, today's winner. 30 seconds of face time.
1: Well, if we had ended up in a tie, it would have been just like the U.S. last night against El Salvador in the rain and the muck and the mud. They ended up needing a Jordan Morris injury time header just to tie El Salvador. Why is that a big thing? They're going to play Wales in November, their first game of the World Cup. They only have two more friendlies before one of the biggest games, and this is after we missed the World Cup four years ago. Got a lot to decide, especially that center-back pairing, Tony, as you know.
0: You're panicked already, Frank? Relax. Touch your mouth, Frank Isola. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Wales is pretty good.